and welcome in the name of Jesus Christ. How great is it to hear that beautiful music this morning? And how great is it for people that haven't been here in a while? If you haven't been here in a long time, raise your hand. I, I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Tell everybody how many times I called you up on the phone. Four times. Four times. See, that's what it takes. We're so happy to see you all, especially if you haven't been here in a while. Be filled with the Holy Spirit today. It is such a great day. Today is the sixth Sunday after Pentecost. Today's gospel, we hear the story about Martha and Mary. Mary sits at the Lord's feet and hears him talk and, and, and learns from him. Martha is busy in the kitchen. So it's really a metaphor for our lives, isn't it? Aren't we too busy sometimes to be with the Lord? Sometimes we fail to connect to Jesus because we're so busy with other things. We talk, we're going to talk more about that in today's lesson, so stay tuned. Any visitors with us this morning? Any visitors for the first or second time here this morning? No? That's good, because I only had one visitor bag left. So <laughs> I wanted to make sure we made it through the day. Next Sunday is our new member inquiry class, which will be between services on Sunday. So right now I'm just preaching to the choir. You all members, if you're not visitors, right? So, but we do have some visitors that are going to become members uh, in the next couple of weeks. So we have a class for them to tell them about the church, what they can expect. We do a little Bible study, and that will be at 9.30. So right after the 8.30 service this Sunday, this next Sunday. So this morning is a very special day here today. We only have one service. If you woke up and turned on your computer at 8 o'clock this morning to see our regular service uh, that we stream, uh, you had coffee with the comics this morning because we weren't, we weren't tuned in at that time. We're tuned in now, so this service is being streamed. Um, and uh, uh, today we're going to have our parish picnic. I like that because it's got two Ps, you know, is that it just rolls off your tongue that way. Parish picnic today. And we're so happy that you all came uh, to this event and we hope that more people will show up for the picnic and we're gonna have a great time, so please, don't run out after church today. Just come and stay for the picnic and for fellowship. This morning we're going to have a temple talk. We're not bringing in a rabbi. This is a temple talk that's going to be in this church. And Andrea Kelly is going to do it, and it's going to be about parish life. And we're so happy for all the things that she does for the church. But we need more people to be involved. So Andrea, please tell everybody about it. morning. It is wonderful. I know it's one service, but it is wonderful to see all of folks that maybe I don't see from the 830. So we need to do this more often. Um, so parish life, and I'm here as Martha this morning. I know Martha isn't, is the one that's in the kitchen and whatever. Um, so yes, I'll be in the kitchen, but I'll also be in here. So I don't want to just be a Martha only. I want to be a Mary, but for right now, I'm coming to you as Martha. Um, so parish life, and, and our, our bylaws say that parish life is to provide and encourage opportunities, which will bring all congregation members into personal contact that a Christian community can develop. Sounds like a lot of words. 
I think that our committee is the fun, fellowship, and food committee. That's what we do. Um, we, we are Lutherans, we like to eat, and you can see when you go to the picnic, there is more than enough food. So if you are visiting or did not bring anything, please know that there is an abundance of food there. So moving forward, um, our committee is small, and we could certainly use some volunteers to help, even if you can't do it ongoing and ongoing, but at least to try to, to, to come to the meetings. Um, we have, in the past, we've done game night, we've done pie day, we've done a chili cook-off, we've had spaghetti dinners. Um, I wasn't gonna use notes, but I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna forget anything. Um, we had ice cream social. So we have done some fun things, but COVID robbed us of all that precious time that we could share together. So now we're trying to get back on track. The fellowship hour has been a good start. There's nobody signed up for next week or for the ongoing month. So if you would like to sign up, um, we will fix the coffee. You won't have to worry about doing that if you'll just bring refreshments. And there's usually a parish life member or two at the 11 service that can help clean up. So please think about that if you would like to, to bring some refreshments and have some fellowship. So let me just explain just a little bit about today when you go into the picnic. There's, when you pick up your plate, there's a bowl of numbers. They're one through 10. You pick a number, that's the table that you're gonna sit at. Because we all tend to congregate with the folks that we're the most comfortable with. Um, if you have concerns about COVID, or if you have family members that came that you would like to sit with, there are two tables that are not numbered they don't have a decoration on them. So please, you know, if you're more comfortable doing that, we don't want anybody to be uncomfortable doing this. There's also um, a basket on the table. In the basket, there's conversation cards. So when you all sit down to eat, pick one of the cards, you read it. It may say, what is the best vacation you ever had? So you talk about that, and then each person would talk about it. Then another person draws a card. So just to maybe get to kind of know folks that maybe you don't oftentimes sit and talk with. There's also blank pieces of paper. They're recycled um, from papers that are used. They're cut up, so they're recycled papers. Um, and little pencils. If you all have any ideas of what you would like going forward for any kind of fellowship, um, meetings, um, get-togethers, whatever, please write down your ideas so that we can have something to, to continue to work on. Um, as we get closer to our new minister, I think that will certainly be something that we will consider doing, something special, but that will, that will be later once, once we get the minister. So. Anyway, thank you all. Be prayerful if you would like to join our merry little band. We're the fun food and fellowship gals. Thank you. And Pete, I'm sorry, we do have a guy.
Please rise and face the baptismal font where we began our lives as Christians. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have judged you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated.
peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the peace from above and for our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy for this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks. We praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer for you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray together. Eternal God, you draw near to us in Christ and you make yourself our guest. Amid the cares of our lives, make us attentive to your presence that we may treasure your word above all else. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The first reading is from the 18th chapter of Genesis. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the oaks of Mamre as he sat at the entrance of his tent in the heat of the day. He looked up and saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent entrance to meet them and bowed down to the ground. He said, my Lord, if I find favor with you, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. Let me bring a little bread that you may refresh yourselves and after that you may pass on since you have come to your servant. So they said, do as you have said. And Abraham hastened into the tent to Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of choice flour. Knead it and make cakes. Abraham ran to the herd and took a calf, tender and good, and gave it to the servant who hastened to prepare it. Then he took curds and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree while they ate. They said to him, where is your wife, Sarah? And he said, there in the tent. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. The word of the Lord. <clears throat> the second reading is from the first chapter of Colossians. Christ Jesus is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation. For in him, all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, 
All things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And you who were once estranged and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his fleshy body through death so as to present you holy and blameless and irreproachable before him, provided that you continue securely established and steadfast in the faith without shifting from the hope promised by the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven. I, Paul, became a servant of this gospel. I am now rejoicing in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am completing what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church. I became its servant according to God's commission that was given to me for you, to make the word of God fully known, the mystery that has been hidden throughout the ages and generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It is he whom we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone in all wisdom so that we may present everyone mature in Christ. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to St. Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, as Jesus and his disciples went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, Do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Martha, 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 you are distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the good, the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Grace, peace, and love from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. How I long for the intimacy of the Lord. How much do we all long for the intimacy of the Lord? How much do I crave those moments when I can be close to God? And you might think that it's easy for a pastor to reach a level of consciousness where we feel that closeness, that intimacy with God, the Creator. But I'm here to tell you that it's just as hard for me to be in a close relationship with God as it is for the next person. 
Why, just the other day, my plan was to spend some time in my office with my Bible and being close to God. I just wanted to spend a few minutes talking to God, feeling God, being near to him. However, when I got to my office, the phone message indicator light was blinking. I'm just going to try and ignore it. But the blinking light persisted. Almost as if it's saying to me, answer me. It's important. Answer me, answer me, answer me, answer me. The recording, I picked up the phone and the recording said, this is Roto-Rooda calling. <laughs> this is true. This is Roto-Rooda calling and we service the church two times in April and we have yet to be paid. Then the, call, the caller then said, please tell me what I need to do to get paid. I took down her number and started to track down the problem and from that point, one item after another. I started the day wanting to be like Mary, but I ended up the day being Martha. By the way, we paid the bill. <laughs> and frankly, at the beginning of this gospel, we can find ourselves possibly cheering for Martha. If you are the alpha leader in your house or job, Martha speaks to your perfectionist tendencies. What a woman. You know that Jesus didn't just travel alone. So she opened her house to at least 13 men, if not more. What a hostess. She just doesn't whip up a box of mac and cheese. It would have to be something epic. Martha is the original Martha Stewart. <laughs> Jerusalem's Betty Crocker. She's the queen of the kitchen and probably the rest of the house, too. And today in Luke's Gospel, it starts with Martha in all her glory. After all, this is Jesus. She scraps her ordinary everyday menu of soup and bread and pulls out all her cookbooks. She decides that this meal would be fit for a Messiah, for the Messiah. We get the idea. There's much work to be done. A lamb must be slaughtered. Someone needs to go to the market and get some fresh fruit. The table must be set with the napkins matching the tablecloth, right? You know how it goes. And among the clatter of the kitchen, Martha probably bursts out, where's Mary? Where's Mary? Has anybody seen Mary? A quick interrogation of the staff reveals that Mary is with the master in the parlor sitting at the master's feet, like a man usually sits discussing the Torah, not as a woman with much work to be done. Oh, no. Why, this is simply too much for Martha. Who has time to listen? There's work to be done. You know what I'm talking about. You've all been in this situation. Who has time to listen to Jesus when there is a banquet to prepare? Who has a moment to hear his words when there is much to do? Who can be available to listen when there is a Rotorooter company that needs to be paid? Our moment of intimacy with God, our longing to be in his presence, is postponed by the business at hand. But there is more relevance to the story of Martha and Mary than plans and intimacy forsaken. It does not necessarily affirm the contemplative over the active life, and it should not be used to deny women their gifts and their calls to ministry. In actuality, the gospel is a call for the recognition that God is both inside and outside, sustaining us while summoning us to work. And through our service, bring about a world of justice, mercy, and peace. It is not an either-or, but a message where both are good. Mary and her sitting at the Messiah's feet, and Martha preparing dinner. Both women are really focused on Jesus. Both are in a zone 
where they are totally without distraction and are attentive to what's at hand. Hardly can we claim that much today. We live in a world of continuous partial attention. Continuous partial attention. William Friedman gives us an example of what continuous partial attention is in an editorial he wrote for the New York Times called The Taxi Driver. He told of being driven by cab from Charles de Gaulle Airport to Paris. During the one-hour trip, he and the driver had done six things. The driver had driven the cab, talked on his cell phone, and watched a video, which is pretty scary if you ask me. Where Friedman had been riding in the cab, working on a column for his laptop, and listening to his iPod. There was only one thing that they did not do. Can you guess? They didn't talk to each other. Not a word was said. It is possibly the result of an era that we live in. It is the disease of the internet age called continuous partial attention. It is the process of paying attention to a number of sources of incoming information on a superficial level. While I can attest to the fact that continuous partial attention is an internet phenomenon, one that, speaking for myself, I am guilty of. For example, I have the ball game on my laptop, the television on, I'm reading text and email, and my wife is talking to me. <laughs> right, Dell? You might know how that goes, right? But the question arises, is this really a new phenomenon? Or has this been a human trait that has persisted forever? Has Jesus noticed in his apostles' behavior in the listening skills of his audience? Is this what Jesus means when he says that Mary has chosen the better, the good part, that she is blocking out all things except for the words of Jesus, that she has reached the intimacy with God that we all at times strive for. It is possible that this story of two sisters offers us an ongoing plea from the Lord to focus on him, to give Jesus, to give the Lord some prime time, some continuous, full, and not partial attention, just as we might want to do for our closest friends. And if we don't give them that type of attention, they might not be your closest friends for long. This same Lord calls us to focus on him, whether we gather on Sunday, to move to our place of being worried and distracted by many things, to be in touch with the one thing needed, the good part, the better part, that would not be taken away. It is there that we can connect with God, the God who loves you, and so do I. Amen.
let us recite the Nicene Creed together. We believe in one God, the Father Almighty, and heaven and earth, and all that is said and unsaid. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only God, being begotten by the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things are made. crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son is worshipped and glorified. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. For your church. God of grace. For the earth. God of grace, for those who are in need of food, shelter, and a safe environment, God of grace, for the sick, especially Susan Bayman, Janice Saley, Jane Green, Albert Holden, Paul Letts, Mary Lou Schofield, Lisa and Roger Strong, Bill Sutton, Ron Wagner, Leo Schusser, Kathy Lear, and John Day. And, th and those that are on our lips and in our hearts. God of grace, we praise you for those saints who have gone before us. God of grace, since we have such great hope in your promises, O oh God, we lift those all, all of our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Share with one another a sign of Christ's peace. Merciful God, 
through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, in the morning indeed holy, almighty and merciful God, you are most holy, and great is the majesty of your glory. You so loved the world that you gave your only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. We give you thanks for his coming into the world to fulfill for us your holy will and to accomplish all things for our salvation. <coughs> in the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it for all to drink saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, the kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Taste and see that the Lord is good.
Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Life-giving God, through this meal you have bandaged our wounds and fed us with your mercy. Now send us forth to live with others, both friends and, friend and strangers, that it may come to know your love. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Thanks be to God. <laughs>